0: Coming up on the Keto Camp podcast, we discuss postprandial glucose with Aaron Knight from Good Idea.
1: I think we live in such a fast-paced life now that it's it's easy to forget that sugar obviously Increased sugar intake is one of the causes, but also stress and poor sleep. And a lot of people are, you know, running on a few hours of sleep and maybe they're not eating a ton of sugar, but they are eating some carbs and they're not managing their stress. Their body's not going to be able to respond like it needs to in order to keep blood sugar at bay.
0: I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Cam Podcast. Thank you for pressing play today. Today we welcome Erin Knight. She is the VP from Good Idea. They are an awesome company. They've developed some, we'll call it carbonated water with functional ingredients. I like that definition of it because that's exactly what it is. And it's designed to help with postprandial glucose. And if you're not familiar with that term, that is your glucose and insulin response from a meal. And we want to make sure we have optimal levels. We're going to dive deep into what that exactly means, what numbers to hit, some of the ingredients, the amino acids that help with that, chromium. And other ingredients that could actually help, and and other practical tips for postprandial glucose, like walking after a meal, building lean muscle, et cetera. We'll get into Erin's backstory and how she used to work with NutriSense and how she discovered the values of looking at glucose via a continuous glucose monitor. We talk about using this for workouts, post workout recovery uh, with sugar cravings, carb cravings, which I know is a challenge for many of you out there. We talk about some strategies for that. And we get into caffeine and the adenosine receptor sites in your brain and what exactly happens when you drink caffeine, how it works and how this could be a great substitute or an addition to your caffeine. If you notice that caffeine is spiking glucose and kicking you out of a fasting state, we talk about some solutions for that and so much more, including some clinical studies they've done uh, that have shown a 20% reduction in postprandial glucose with their product, Good Idea. They also gave us a nice coupon code for you to get 10% off their drinks. They taste great. We go over the flavors and the coupon code is KetoCamp at checkout. And we'll drop a link for you down below as well. So I can't wait to bring her on. Hey, before I do, I want to get to today's Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This five star review comes from Mental Fuzz titled KetoCamp. Ben has a real passion for helping people live a healthy life. He explains stuff in an easy to understand delivery that is both personal and informative. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. I'm glad that it's personal and informative. I'm so glad you're listening, Mental Fuzz. And thank you for taking the time to leave that rating and review. If you have not left the show a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening from right now, please do so. It really helps. And hey, maybe I'll share and read your review on the next episode. Just to give you a heads up, we have a few spots left for my upcoming 90-day Heavy Metals Detox Program. If you didn't listen to the episode we released, two episodes ago, on the number one cause of weight gain and weight loss resistance. It is toxicity. And for 90 days, I'm going to take a small group through a 90-day detox journey that has made the biggest change in my health over the years. This is exactly what I've learned from my mentor, Dr. Pampa. He's also in the program. You get access to an online portal with several videos teaching you detox, along with the supplements, testing kits, and for 60-minute group coaching calls that I will lead myself. Class begins September 6, but we're taking signups now. And as soon as we hit our capacity, we're going to close off this group and the next group will not launch until 2023. So if you want to learn more about that and get signed up, go to ketocampdetox.com. We'll drop a link in the podcast notes below. All right, let's get into this conversation on postprandial glucose with Aaron Knight. Erin Knight, welcome to the KetoCamp podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: I'm excited too. So we met through Danielle Hamilton. Shout out to her. We love and adore her. She connected us together. And then we hung out at KetoCon in Austin, Texas, which was super, super cool. And I was really impressed when you first emailed me about the company you work with, which is a good idea. Some of the clinical trials and the backstory... Uh, and your history working with NutriSense and just how you got to this point. So maybe you could share a little bit about your backstory and what you used to do, your transition, and how you discovered Good Idea.
1: Sure. Well, it started out, I think my blood sugar journey and blood sugar awareness started out working at NutriSense and seeing just how much blood sugar impacts your total mood, your metabolism, not just your waistline and your metabolism, but your mood, how you feel. And when I wore a CGM, I saw that what I thought was anxiety actually was my blood sugar. And I would eat a meal, my blood sugar would spike really high, would crash below baseline, and I would feel anxious, shaky, and just not well. And that whole time leading up to that point, I thought I had anxiety, I thought I had ADHD. I was medicated for ADHD as a teenager and kind of got off of that as an adult but was on anxiety medication and found, oh, this is actually related to my blood sugar. And when I scan and see that my blood sugar is high, I'm feeling anxious. And when it's crashing low, I'm feeling down and moody. And from there, I worked with a lot of different thought leaders in in the wellness space and fitness instructors as well, getting them set up with CGMs. And some of them saw the same. I had one individual reach out to me and say, I had no idea how much my blood sugar is actually tied to my mood and vice versa. And so wow. there's really that lack of awareness, I think, until we see the data ourselves to realize, oh, how I feel is highly tied to all these other mechanisms within my body. And this is the first time we've ever been able to actually see that in real time. So I guess it started with NutriSense. From there, I worked in clinical trials at a clinical trial software company, helping clinical trials digitize during COVID because it was impossible to um, supervised sites; uh, they were closed down to site supervisors who needed to gather information for their trial binders. So I worked there, and then good idea. I was working with uh, getting them on a podcast with HVMN and creating a blood sugar series podcast with Lat over at HVMN, who's a good friend as well.
0: Yeah, I love Lat.
1: Um, yeah, and so from there, uh, I was sort of just helping different thought leaders and wellness uh, leaders digitize. As, as COVID was, was going rampant and was connecting people for podcasts and, you know, Good Ideas founder said, what is it you do? We would love to have you join our team. And so that's how I came here. What I loved actually about Good Idea that differentiated it from other companies was the background in science. Before bringing this to shelves, they had already done clinical trials. they had already done two decades of research. And I found that very appealing seeing as how there's a lot of companies that don't do that and they throw some ingredients in something and say it has these benefits without actually testing and having data to back their claims. So that was what was unique about good idea. And, you know, it's been, it's been a fun ride from here. And so I'm just, I'm glad to be part of the team, glad to have met you and, and to still being in this space because it's truly a passion of mine.
0: I love it. Yeah. I could tell that it's a passion of yours and how many people, especially children, have behavioral issues and it's really just the diet that they're being fed. That's the vending machine, the cafeteria food, and it's creating uh, these ADD, ADHD, uh, bipolar disorder. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know diet alone is the cause for all of that, but it's a big part of it, many of these children, and, and adults, and they get medicated with that Band-Aid and it's to, they have no idea that it's their glucose being dysregulated, just like you, Aaron, you had no idea, and if you don't test, you have no idea. Even for me, when I first started to wear a CGM, continuous glucose monitor, it was a game changer. I saw what exercise did to my glucose. I saw what poor sleep did, what good sleep did. I saw what uh, a podcast interview would do. You know, because I get excited when I enter and it my you know, heart rate, cortisol goes up, and glucose goes up. But it isn't until you start doing these experiments and testing on yourself that you really could fine tune things. And that's what you did with the CGM. And we love Nutrisense; they're doing doing great work. And going back to good idea, you know, you said the founder, 20 years, uh, two decades of studying nutrition and, and understanding what's happening. And there was something really interesting that they um, discovered that helped with the creation of this, which was looking at whey protein and its response to glucose versus sugar. So share a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. So, our founder, chief, our chief scientist, Dr. Elon Osman, She did two decades of research, 10 of those being at the Anti-Diabetic Research Institute. And prior to that, her PhD in applied nutrition, she studied fermented foods and specifically fermented foods for glucose, like your glucose response. But while doing her research at the Anti-Diabetic Institute, um, she was looking at natural properties in food that help with insulin response. And specifically, as you said, whey protein and milk. And as we know, milk has a lot of sugar in it uh, naturally. You know, If you had a spoon of sugar that had the same amount of sugar as a glass of milk, the spoon of sugar would spike your blood sugar higher than a glass of milk. Why is that? And she found digging into that, it was specifically these five amino acids that are essential amino acids, the three BCAAs plus two other essential amino acids that were responsible. And Perfecting those ratios, she found an even bigger benefit. And then pairing it with chromium picolinate, she found that an even bigger benefit in regards to insulin response. So this magic blend that's in the can of good idea actually was discovered studying protein and the mechanism that protein has on helping mitigate a blood sugar spike.
0: Super interesting. Yeah, so for those watching on YouTube, this is what it looks like. It looks like a sparkling water, right? And the flavor I have here is uh, wild raspberry and it has those aminos that you mentioned. It has the it has um, chromium picolinate, it's a hard word for me to say, Eric. It's a tricky yeah. one. <laughs> and it tastes pretty good. It tastes like sparkling water and that was the thought process around it, but then it had to be proven that it actually worked. So share some of the clinical studies and what this has been proven to do in a clinical study setting.
1: Yeah. So in the clinical trials, there were two different populations studied. One being an obese population, and one being those within a healthy weight. And what was found was that when drinking Good Idea, a third of Good Idea can, three minutes before a meal and finishing it along with the meal, that blood sugar response dropped by over twenty percent. Um, for some individuals, even higher. Yeah.
0: So that was that in the population of those who were unhealthy or healthy, or that's both. Both. Yeah. Wow. So those who had a better response, did that happen in those who are unhealthy or healthier?
1: I think we saw it originally, and and I honestly should review the documents, so I can't say for 100% sure, but were those that were obese. Mm. But with a lot of the N of 1 experiments that people have been sending us, we're seeing people who are fat adapted or on a ketogenic diet are actually seeing an even larger decrease wow. in blood sugar postprandial blood sugar. Now when I say decrease I don't mean a decrease below baseline. We actually did an experiment or this was actually a clinical trial to see if while you're fasted does good idea drop your blood sugar into a hypoglycemic state or does it maintain, you know, homeostasis or stay along your baseline? And we found that even drinking it fasted, it's not going to drop your blood sugar. So it's as if your body knows what to do with those aminos and chromium piclinate. But when paired with the meal is when we see the magic of good idea take place for the blood sugar aspect of it. We do see people using it for other reasons too, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, I want to get into that too. And so you you explain for those who missed it, the, the optimal way to use this product, this drink is you drink one third of it, one third of the can about three minutes before your meal. And then, as you're eating your meal, you finish the rest. And on average, they've seen in the clinical studies about a 20% reduction in, in postprandial glucose. Postprandial means after eating. And that's a good thing. You, you don't want high postprandial glucose because that'll lead to insulin resistance, type of diabetes, and a whole host of metabolic issues. I always say structure trumps intention. You could have all the best intentions in the world, but if you don't have the structure in place, it's going to be very difficult to get the amazing keto and fasting results that you want. If you are on the go traveling and you don't want to think about what can you eat to help you feel satisfied and to help you continue getting results on your keto journey, for me, my structure when I'm on the go, when I'm traveling, and when I want to have something nearby that's a healthy snack, my go-to is Paleo Valley's Beef Sticks. Paleo Valley Beef Sticks are the perfect gut-friendly, clean protein snack for on-the-go. And if you have children, this is one of the best things to give your kids. These beef sticks are 100% grass-fed and finished by farmers right here in the United States. They contain naturally occurring probiotics, which helps increase the diversity in your gut. It contains organic spices. It has high concentrations of omega-3 fatty acids. Elevated levels of conjugated linoleic acid, which we know it's an antioxidant and also could enhance your body's ability to burn fat. It contains vitamins and minerals, elevated concentrations of glutathione, which is your body's master antioxidant, and it's good for the environment. They have flavors that range from original to garlic summer sausage, regular summer sausage, jalapeno, teriyaki, and they also have turkey sticks available as well. They taste so good that I usually go through three or four, and I think I might set the record for eating almost 10 Paleo Valley beef sticks. Maybe somebody out there has eaten more than me in one sitting. You know, me and my fiance, Natasia, were always fighting over these beef sticks in our house. We go into the pantry and I hear her unwrapping it and I'm like, hey, are you eating one of my beef sticks? They are delicious, and since you are an avid listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive deal for you to get 15% off your entire order of Paleo Valley products. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes what is the optimal levels of postprandial glucose to aim for? I know that it's variable depending on where you're at, but what would be the goal to get to for postprandial glucose?
1: You're going to want to see your blood sugar come back down to a baseline of where you started. So, Say you're fasting at 75, within an hour or two after eating, you want to see your blood sugar go back down to that baseline. And generally speaking, you don't want to see a crash below baseline after a meal because that could be a sign of like reactive hypoglycemia, for That's what for you have, right? hmm yep. And um, also something Danny Hamilton works with people yeah. on. But you do want to see it return to baseline. And ideally, your fasted blood sugar or your baseline should generally be somewhere between 70 and 90 milligrams per decil- deciliter, preferentially probably around 80. So you're going to want to see it return to that level and you're not going to want to see a blood sugar spike that goes beyond 30 milligrams per deciliter in general. I think beyond 50 milligrams per deciliter, you're looking at potential vascular damage. So definitely not there, but it's all still a little bit gray because there hasn't been a standardization created for people who are not diabetic. So yeah, I'm just basing it off of sort of rules of thumb.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I'm going to break down for the audience you said about 80 milligrams, 85 milligrams per deciliter. That's about one teaspoon of sugar in the bloodstream in a fasted state. That's the optimal amount of sugar that should be in the bloodstream in a fasted state. One teaspoon is about 80 milligrams per deciliter. I'm going to give an example here of how much sugar the body can hold. I have this in my notes actually. So um, four grams is about one teaspoon. That's what we want in the bloodstream. Anything more needs to be dealt with. And when you eat a meal, there's going to be more insulin that's pumped out to reduce that. And if that happens, you know, acutely, and there's a good postprandial postprandial glucose response, good insulin response, no big deal. But let's face it: the average person, average American, is eating frequently and eating too many carbs, so they're getting a big uh, insulin spike throughout the day uh, in the liver glycogen store in your glycogen liver stores. You could store about 25 to 30 teaspoons. And then skeletal muscle, 100 teaspoons. That's just for the average American. It's going to vary depending on how big you are, et cetera. But to give an example of the standard American diet, an acai bowl has 117 grams of sugar. That's a a lot of sugar. People think acai is superfood. Orange juice, 16 ounces, has 52 grams of sugar. Starbucks frat pay has about 11 teaspoons of sugar. A can of soda has 9 teaspoons of sugar. So you can see how... This is a problem. You could, see how why, you could see why 88% of American adults are unhealthy. Diabetes is through the roof. Uh, we have a problem, right? So let's talk about the solution. <laughs> this is one thing you can do along with keto and intermittent fasting. But is that something that lights you up hearing me share how crazy the standard American diet is and how it's oh, yeah. fairly easy to fix this problem?
1: Certainly. I mean, the average American consumes about 152 pounds of sugar per year, per year, not in a lifetime per year. And it's, it's crazy how available it is to us now, but our brains are hardwired to seek it because as we know, our entire body and brain run on glucose. We need it to energize our entire body. So we're wired for it. And so now with it being produced and manufactured and put into all sorts of foods, it's around us all the time. And, and even in unexpected places, like even beef jerky brands have sugar or a salad dressing yeah. that you would think is completely innocent has you know, sugar and maybe some other ingredients that aren't so great for us. Hitchat, so
0: barbecue sauce, it, honey mustard, yeah. yeah, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So even eating a salad and you think you're going out, I, that's one thing I did. I actually went to Chick-fil-A and had a salad because I was on the road and I was that was the only thing around. And I thought, well, this isn't ideal, but let's go here and see what happens. And you know, NutriSense can give you a scoring mechanism on how well that one worked or didn't work. And even the dressing itself had a bunch of sugar in it. And I had a miniature spike with a salad, which you would think chicken and salad with grilled chicken mm. shouldn't be spiking our blood sugar yet. Here we are. So it definitely is exciting to hear your your enthusiasm for. this this pandemic of sorts that we're facing. As far as good idea being a tool, people can use that to improve insulin sensitivity. They can use that to help lower their blood sugar responses to meals. There are also other things you can do, like pairing your food with the right amount of protein and fibrous vegetables, not um, fast carbohydrates, but uh, fibrous vegetables. And If you are going to eat carbohydrates, eating them last. Eat your protein and your veggies and your fats before any carbohydrates, if you are going to eat carbohydrates. That's a
0: great tip. Uh, and Fantastic yeah. tip. Meal timing on that as it works.
1: Yeah. And walking after meals, utilizing, you know, the blood sugar that's available and also intermittent fasting and extended fasting to start, you know, the autophagy process, clean up your your cells and and start using up some of that those glycogen stores, which can be a nice reset on your body to keep in routine.
0: Yeah, those are some great tips right there. You know, add a good idea drink to your your meals. Start your meals with protein, fat, fiber, green leafy vegetables. Uh, if you're gonna have carbs, you know, have it towards the end of your meal, and then go for a 15 to 20 minute walk. Uh, there's some research that shows it reduces the postprandial glucose, I believe, up to about 22 percent. And if yours also helps about 20%, that's 42% if you think about it. And um, you you will see that if you're testing your glucose with like a CGM or a BioCoach or KetoMojo or whatever you want to use the testing, it will be great because you're going to see everybody's going to have a different response. Um, Some other use cases for this, I know people use it for exercise. So share a little bit about how this can help support a workout.
1: Yeah, I've heard some people are using it as a pre-workout. We've got some folks that are using it and are reducing caffeine intake so they're taking it as a pre-workout. It also has leucine as one of the main ingredients which we know is great for building muscle. And then in addition to that, people are using it after workouts for the similar reason. And some people are actually using it to replace caffeine because it does help stabilize your blood sugar. Essentially, your, you know, sugar, your blood sugar is your body's energy level. Too much of that and we crash because insulin overdoes it and then we feel yucky, uh, not enough, you know, and then we're running hypoglycemic and we feel yucky. But stabilizing our blood sugar is what keeps us energized. And if we can keep that in a homeostasis, we're actually conserving our body's natural energy.
0: Yeah, those are some great cases. And it has leucine, so it will activate mTOR. And when you activate mTOR, you, uh, when mTOR goes up, autophagy goes down. So it's better to have this during your eating window. Or understand that if you're going to have it during a fast, it might you might lose some of the autophagy benefits. But hey, it could be a great it could still be great for a fast as a crutch because if your goal during the fast is more so keeping glucose and insulin low, versus you know getting as much as autophagy, then it's okay to have during a fast because you're still going to hit that goal. You're not going to it's going to keep glucose and insulin low like you want. So it depends on what your goal is. And the caffeine thing, people don't want to hear that. <laughs> people don't want to get off their coffee. I love my coffee, and uh, we could always test to see if coffee is jacking up your glucose or not. Uh, test your glucose, blood glucose, before you have your cup of coffee or tea, and then about forty-five minutes after, and see if you're you're seeing a ten-point increase or not. Some people don't get the increase, like I've tested, and my glucose stays stable, but other people might see a huge spike. So. I had asked you this earlier, um, before we you know we hit record here. What about somebody who has their cup of coffee knowing that it spikes cortisol, glucose, but they ha- pair it with the good idea? Could there be some cool testing there to see if it helps normalize the glucose response?
1: Definitely, And we've actually seen some N of one studies, which are when people test, they self-test, and then they share their results with us. And one individual who loves their morning latte was seeing that they were spiking with their morning latte. And they paired it then instead with a good idea and saw that their, their glucose spike was cut in half. And so again, this was not a clinical trial where we had a giant group size. This is just an individual who shared their information with us to share you know, and celebrate a win. But yeah, we definitely see for those who are sensitive to caffeine and see glucose uh, spikes with caffeine, we are seeing some results that it's a helpful tool so that you can keep your coffee. And I know- You don't want to take coffee away from folks. That's that's something that
0: we don't try and touch. Those are are some bad words to people, right? (laughs) If you're going to have coffee, I always recommend having it an hour and a half after you wake up, let cortisol drop a little bit. You don't want to really have coffee caffeine when cortisol is high. And cortisol will be at its highest in the morning when you first wake up. And about an hour and a half after you wake up, 90 minutes, you'll see cortisol drop. And that would be the ideal time to have your coffee. And then if you pair it with good idea that's even better. What about those who actually want to transition away from caffeine? What is excessive caffeine consumption doing to us?
1: Yeah, I would say for excessive caffeine, the first thing that I think of is is cortisol levels being high and adrenal fatigue, right? We have so many stressors in the modern world we eat at our desks, which is actually bad for blood sugar as well, because you're combining the stress of eating. And eating is a stress on your body, just like working out is a stress on your body. Eating while you're working is combining two stressors, which can actually spike your blood sugar as well. Or caffeine, chronically, you know, can, can keep your cortisol levels high, which we know high levels of cortisol can keep you from losing fat. And what happens when you drink caffeine is actually, caffeine is the same shape as adenosine which the adenosine in your brain is is responsible for your feelings of tiredness. And the more hours awake you are, the more adenosine go into these nice little receptors and make you feel sleepy so that your body knows when to turn off and to rest. When we take in a lot of caffeine all day, caffeine is displacing that adenosine so we aren't feeling tired. And then our body actually can create more adenosine receptors uh, as a response to that, which means we need more caffeine to stay as awake as the caffeine used to do. It stops working as well for us, and people become a little bit um, resistant or, I guess, uh, less sensitive to caffeine. And so when we drink caffeine, we're actually triggering cortisol, epinephrine, and norepinephrine. In our brains. And that's what is responsible for making us have that nice fight or flight mini response that gets us going for the day. But doing that too much can also fatigue our bodies. So, you know, if you're having caffeine in the morning, then maybe afternoon you reach for a good idea when you start to feel a little low on energy. And we've also seen that people drinking it with their lunches are reporting that they're not tired after lunch. Those who've, you know, normally felt that afternoon slump, so to speak, are seeing that their energy levels are
0: stable instead of kind of crashing. That's a good tip for those who feel tired in the afternoon. Don't reach for another cup of coffee or, a, God forbid, a four-hour energy drink. Don't even reach for that. (laughs) Go get a good idea. If you have a good idea with lunch, you actually should notice better energy levels because a big part of why people get that afternoon energy slump is they eat a whole bunch of carbs, they get that big glucose spike, and then that big drop, and they're like, oh, I need another cup of coffee. We call it Capacito time here in Miami where people... (laughs) their coffee with sugar sugar in the afternoon just to get an energy boost. That's not the best thing that you, sh- you should do. What about the role of um, those who are struggling with cravings, especially those who are sugar burners, excuse me, and they're transitioning now to drop their carbs, do keto? Big part of that challenge is they still crave sugar and sweets. What role does Good Idea have with cravings for carbs and sugar?
1: Yeah, there are some studies on the ingredient chromium picolinate. In regards to cravings and reducing cravings, there's a you know couple products on the market too, just for that you know pro- blocking sugar cravings and things like that. So chromium picolinate is an essential mineral found in broccoli and legumes, and it can actually help with satiety. And we haven't done a study on it yet, but we are going planning to do one on a longer-term one on that specifically. How does the chromium in the drink keep people from craving? And are they eating less between meals when drinking? Good idea. Um, But there is research out there that has shown chromium to help with reducing cravings.
0: Yeah, interesting. That'd be cool to see that research when it comes out. Hey Keto Camper, we've been told for a long time, when it comes to magnesium, look at the forms. And let's face it, there's so many different forms and confusion when it comes to magnesium. But this company called Upgraded Formulas, they've created a nanoparticle magnesium. So you don't really have to worry about the form anymore. The unique thing about nanoparticles, it goes right into your membranes. It's small enough to penetrate the cell membrane. And the truth is most people are suffering from a magnesium deficiency. Common symptoms and signs of a magnesium deficiency include poor sleep, cramping, eye twitching, headaches and migraines, irregular heartbeat, stiff joints, anxiety, depression, body odor, and others. Magnesium is intimately involved in how you look, feel, and how you move. It's critical for feeling energetic, achieving peak mental and physical performance, and looking young and vibrant. There's a current sleep study being conducted right now on upgraded formulas magnesium. Early results so far shown that it was given to 212 doctors, and they had an average of 30% more deep sleep shown on their aura Ring with Upgraded Formulas Magnesium. Now, why is that important? Deep sleep is where your body activates its fat-burning hormones. You detoxify, you repair, you recover. How many of you would want to get more deep sleep? I'm raising my hand right now. Upgraded Magnesium is endorsed by myself, my mentor, Dr. Dan Pompa, by my colleague, Dr. Mindy Pels, and many, many others. Another cool thing about magnesium is that it converts into melatonin. And melatonin is the most potent antioxidant for your mitochondria. And yes, it also helps with sleep. Look, it's much easier to replace the building blocks than to put in hormones. And that's what magnesium does. If you want to get, your hands on a bottle of Upgraded Magnesium for 15% off, head to UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code KK15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your entire order. That's UpgradedFormulas.com. Use KK15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. I'll drop a link for you down below in the podcast notes. So another benefit is it might help with your cravings, uh, not just the sugar issue, but the actual craving issue, which let's face it, it's a big hurdle for, peop- for people. It prevents them from staying on course. They just have all these cravings. And you mentioned a tip earlier, You know, protein. Protein is very key, very satiating. It activates different satiety hormones and chemicals in your body like cholecystokinin, peptide, Leptin, peptide YY, uh, etc. So when you increase your animal-based protein, we prefer that animal-based versus plant-based, you get a a nice effect where you feel full and satiated. That's why it's almost impossible to like overeat ribeye, uh, but it's easy to you know overeat cake because you don't get the same response with cake versus protein. So that could be something you add into the mix. And the flavor I have here. Is wild raspberry and tastes great. My fiance, Natasia, loves it. What's the flavor you have on your end, Erin?
1: I have sea berry, which a lot of people are unfamiliar with. Sea berry is a synonym for sea buckthorn, which is actually a berry that grows wild in Sweden. And seeing as how we are a Swedish brand, we went with um, natural Swedish flavors. This one actually contains the powdered version of that berry. Interesting. And additionally, being a Swedish brand, we went very minimal on the ingredients. There's not Sweetener. There's not obviously caffeine, as we spoke about. Uh, it's a very clean ingredient drink. So, essentially, your sparkling water plus functional benefits for your be- metabolic health as well as your energy. And there's some electrolytes in there as well and a little bit of a zinc for immunity.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, that's right. It has zinc. There's about this one has 0.5 milligrams of zinc and there's potassium too. I love that how you just explained it sparkling water with functional ingredients. That's a great. Way to explain exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's it's sparkling water. People love. I love sparkling water, but it has functional ingredients with the sparkling water, and it tastes tastes pretty good. So those are two flavors: um, wild raspberries. One I have sea berry. What else? What other flavors do you have?
1: We also have a black currant flavor. Again, another Swedish berry, and we have two coming out, which we haven't announced yet, Mm. but we will be announcing in a couple weeks. Um, I can give a hint that one is a very popular citrus and one is a berry that's actually found here in the US as well as abroad. So I'll give those hints, but be on the lookout for those in the next couple of weeks.
0: Oh, a couple of weeks. Oh, that's that's great. And you were so gracious to give my audience a nice coupon code, which is KetoCamp at checkout to get 10% off your order of good idea. Do you have like an option where there's mixed flavors in a batch that they can do?
1: Yeah, we're currently sold out on Amazon or I'd recommend going there because we have an 18 pack normally there, but it's, it's sold out. We should have that replenished and back in stock in the next week. But on our website, you can find blackcurrant, wild raspberry, and the sea berry. Right now we're a little low in stock on both blackcurrant and wild raspberry, but we should be good after the next couple of weeks because we're currently producing more.
0: That's a good problem.
1: <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll drop a link for those listening or watching on YouTube. We'll drop a link for your website, which is goodidea.us. And then the coupon code is KetoCamp to get 10% off. So you could find that that down below. So what's next for Good Idea? Like what, what is on the agenda? On, I know you have the two new flavors. You have a couple of new clinical studies, but what else is on the agenda on the horizon for you all?
1: Yeah, honestly, we're really just on a mission to help people with metabolic health. So it may be in the form that I mean, our, our parent company is a venture AB, and that is uh, a group of scientists who are looking at natural properties and foods that can better health overall. And they're currently working on new products as well. So there may be more from them. We're not sure if that'll go under the Good Idea umbrella or a separate brand. But we've also heard a lot of folks who travel say, we need a powder of this because I can't check these in or put these in my carry-on bag. So we're working on a powdered version that may... Cool. Um, come out in the next year or so and essentially otherwise we just want to make it accessible for people to be able to test blood sugar so we're looking into what needs to change so that people can get cgms over the counter and working with others in the community to help make that possible so not just about the the product and and what we have created, but also about better health overall, and, and we're on a mission to support that movement in general.
0: It's fantastic, it's so needed, especially with the nasty stats out there with diabetes and obesity. You know, Harvard came out with a study, uh, I believe, just last year that showed they're predicting by the year 2030, which is eight years from now, that one in two American adults will be classified as obese. Okay, not overweight, but actually obese. So we have a problem. I know that. You know, my dad back in 2013 suffered a massive stroke from diabetes, the complications of diabetes. And he had type two diabetes for most of my life. He ended up passing away. But if he was around right now and he still had his type two diabetes, like I would buy a whole bunch of good idea and tell my dad just to drink this with all of his meals. Like if you're watching and listening and you know somebody who's diabetic in your family or a friend or a coworker, like buy them this. You don't even have to explain the science. Just let them know try us. Let's see if they like it. And just say to have one of these with a meal, like just doing that, and then eventually you could add in some other things into the mix, like we spoke about—you know, keto, intermittent fasting, protein, and fat to start your meals, walking after your meals. But just doing that one thing in the beginning could be the thing that could kickstart somebody in the right direction. Would you agree, Aaron?
1: Yeah, I think that's great, and we actually have seen that too with a one of our customer stories. Actually, had the pleasure of speaking to. One of our customers named Chris, and if you want to read the story and her quotes exactly as they are, they are available on our Instagram, which is at Good Idea US. One word. She went into her doctor and was shocked to find out that not only was she pre-diabetic, but she actually was in the type two range. And I believe her fasting blood sugar was two hundred forty-four milligrams per wow. deciliter, and her A one C is at was at nine. And she begged her doctor to not go on metformin. She didn't want to go and take medications. She wanted to see if she could fix this naturally. And at the time, she was able to get Good Idea and to get her doctor to kind of sign off it for three months she had to to fix this problem. And then after that, she needed to go on uh, metformin. So she stopped eating naked carbs, was her first thing. She started going on nightly walks and she added Good Idea to some of her meals. And I wouldn't even say it was every single meal. And with those three things, um, her A1C went down to five and her doctor, you know, after the three months said she didn't need to go on metformin, but just to keep watch because she of course is at risk for it to climb back up there if she stops managing it properly. But that was a huge win for us as a company to see something like that happen and to be able to support her on her health journey along with the other lifestyle changes she was making.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. I love that. I love that story. And the the great thing about type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance is that it's fairly easy to reverse. It really is. It just requires a few lifestyle changes and it doesn't have to be that complicated. It's not what you've been told by the American Diabetes Association. And that's I'm saying that, Aaron, not a good idea. I'm saying that the American Diabetes Association is the exact opposite of what you should do. They're telling you that we could manage it and the same diet they promote actually contributes to the progression of type 2 diabetes, which is ridiculous. And the mindset is, it's okay. I'm taking insulin and I can have all the carbs I want. I just have to increase my insulin. And that's going to make things worse. And people are not even dying. It's really rare to die from diabetes. They die from the complications of the diabetes. It's the strokes, the amputations, the infections, the kidney disease. That's what kills them. But Diabetes develops over years Type 2 diabetes develops over years like the individual you just mentioned I mean a A1c of 9 plus a fasting glucose of 200 plus that didn't happen overnight that didn't happen in a couple of years that happened over several years and if you're testing your CG with your CGM or your biocoach or your glucose or getting a fasting insulin done, man you could have put a dent in that years ago without it ever having to progress to that point but if it does progress to that point, it's fairly easy to go back to an optimal state and that story was a perfect example.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it really is good to just stay stay proactive instead of reactive and to to see it as a preventative measure you can take today by making sure you're staying on top of your stress levels as well as your lifestyle. I mean, I think we live in such a fast-paced life now that it's it's easy to forget that sugar obviously Increased sugar intake is one of the causes, but also stress and poor sleep. And a lot of people are, you know, running on a few hours of sleep and maybe they're not eating a ton of sugar, but they are eating some carbs and they're not managing their stress. Their body's not going to be able to respond like it needs to in order to keep blood sugar at bay. So actually, my father got diagnosed with prediabetes and he doesn't eat sugar at all. He doesn't love sugar. He likes pork rinds, you know, and meat. And, um, but he was struggling with blood sugar, um, despite Mm. that not being a huge, you know, carb, carb heavy eater, but he has high levels of stress and hardly sleeps. And so getting that under control is really, I think a crucial factor that some people don't pay attention to as, as easily. And, and it's, it's pretty easy to point at sugar as the main culprit, and it definitely is a big culprit, but you need to make sure you're also recognizing other factors that, you know, you don't sleep well, your insulin, your body's not going to be able to respond well to insulin. Uh, and if you're not, you know, properly managing your stress, your cortisol levels are going to be high. Inflammation is going to be high and your body is going to struggle again to take glucose into the cell and do all the things it needs to. Uh, another factor that I think is interesting just to sort of explore is all the other downsides of high blood sugar. It's not just about your waistline. It's not just about Um, Mitigating risk for these diseases, but also how it impacts skin, like glycation. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are shocked to hear like you can actually dramatically increase your risk of getting wrinkles and sagging and, you know, uh, getting pockets of cellulite on your body. And that's not really a fat issue. That's your skin breaking down the elastin. And that's a process of glycation that's created by excess blood sugar. So I find all of this really fascinating and interesting, just how it all
0: pairs in within the body. Yeah, it is fascinating. And we could do something about it. There's so many solutions. This is a very practical solution. You just add this drink to your meals and it'll help get you on your way along with the other changes. That's why I always say if you want to age faster than anybody you know, eat every two to three hours, eat a whole bunch of carbohydrates because the glycation that occurs and we don't want to do that. And a simple solution is to, of course, intermittent fast keto, but just add one of these good ideas to your meals. And if you can learn more about it over at goodidea.us, use keto Camp at checkout. Anywhere else you want to send them, Erin?
1: Check out our Instagram if you'd like to see actual glucose data of people who are testing meals with Good Idea. And feel free if you run a test or an experiment with a CGM to send us, if you'd like, we will give you a shout out on our social or in our newsletter.
0: That's awesome. And I know that Danielle Hamilton has done some cool tests. So her Instagram, you might want to check out her Instagram as well. She's been on the podcast before Danielle Hamilton Health at Good Idea US and then goodidea.us. Um, and yeah, share this episode with a friend. Buy a pack for somebody you know who has type 2 diabetes. And Aaron, great job to you and Good Idea. I love what y'all are doing. I'm excited for the two new flavors and I'm excited to chat again in the future with you.
1: Thank you so much. What a pleasure it's been to be here with you and looking forward to sharing those new flavors with you all.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Aaron Knight and now you have more of an understanding of how to optimize your postprandial glucose. If you want to get your hands on a few bottles of Good Idea with a 10% coupon code, click the link in the podcast notes down below. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP, camp with a K, no space in between, KETOCAMP at checkout to get a nice discount. We will also include their website, their social media, so you can check them out. And please share this with somebody you know. Consider leaving the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you're listening from. Go check out my detox program, KETOCAMPdetox.com. Thank you for listening to the show today, spending part of your day with Aaron and myself. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you on the next episode.